Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. The crowd is into it. Alvarez waits. The 2-2. This ball to center field. It's going to get down. That's going to bring in Maldonado. Following him, Altuve. You're done. Alvarez delivers two runs with a single. And the Astros are in the driver's seat, leading 7-2. This is Dirt and Sprague. My answer to that would be, who the F cares? With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Dunks it in. Stewart juggles. Catches. Six seconds left. Stewart with five. Draws the double. Laney to the corner. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Happy Thursday, everybody. What is happening? How we feeling? We're feeling fantastic. Now everybody can see on YouTube today how much of a traitorous turncoat you are. Why am I a traitorous Traitorous turncoat, turncoat over Why? there. We're supporting another Pac-12 program. How dare you? You're right. Give uh, me my theme music! How dare you? Hey. I don't think almonds. He's <laughs> eating have... almonds over here. He's almonds. eating KFC. Almonds he's all hype. I think he's going to root for Colorado when they play Oregon State. No, that's the only week I won't root for Colorado. <laughs> I do root for Colorado, though. I think it's a fun story. And all the other weeks you do? I'm enjoying it. I, I know uh, he's gotten a little of his uh, comeuppance a little bit here in the Pac-12, but uh, <laughs> I, I still think it's great. I thought his messaging was really good after the game, too. Look, I was watching Colorado versus Stanford on Friday night at 11.15 when I was tired and I probably should have gone to bed. Me, too. So it is it is clearly working. Yeah. If, that, if he was not there... You know how far away from that game I would have been? 
Like, it, let, it, insert any other name. Kenny Dillingham gets hired as the head coach at Colorado. You wouldn't have watched a second of that I would not game. have watched a second of that game because Stanford is terrible and Colorado's not very good either. Yeah, they are. And it's just bad football on a Friday night. I wouldn't have watched any of it. It does feel a little odd to wear this because, like, I, I, I own no other Colorado merch. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't, like, the other college program thing, like, especially if it's a team that you play, that's a that's a bridge too far for me. Yeah, but like Oregon State plays them once every three years. They're going to another conference anyway. Well, I, you might be going to the same conference. You could be Big Twelve rivals. Uh, I'll believe that when it happens. Okay, I'm I'm not as convinced on that. But uh, I I thought the prime stuff was fun. <laughs> Nike had a good deal. What do you want from me? <laughs> Jumping on the bandwagon. I'm a sports fan. <laughs> I would have rocked this as a kid. It's prime time. You get a Connor Bedard jersey now too. Just jumping on all the trends. Yeah, I can. I actually hate that hockey team. Uh, Okay. I'm a bandwagon childhood <laughs> Red Wings fan. I cannot wear Chicago Blackhawk gear. You just got to jump on the train, dude. You got to show up tomorrow in a Ranger shirt. Wait, I don't know. They lost. We got to go Astros now. I, I'm banging on a trash can. <laughs> in the background. Drumming on a street light. Yeah, I'm I'm going crazy. I I gambled on the Astros yesterday and didn't watch a second of it. Yeah, trust tree. I didn't watch any of it either. I, it's, uh, they jumped out to an early lead. It was like 5 nothing, and I live bet the Rangers thinking, all right, maybe they come back. I put like two bucks on the Rangers money line at like plus 400. Like, ah, that'll be going to give me something to watch. I saw that it was 5-2. to two. And then I went back and then saw it was 7-2, to two and I was like, I'm not going anywhere near that. The wife and I started the Goosebump show on Disney+. Plus. Have you guys started that yet? <laughs> yeah, we watched the first episode. We haven't watched another one, but okay. we watched the first one. Yeah. So we did too. I, I'm already out on it for one glaring reason. Okay. I can't take a show seriously when your football scenes are horrible. Like I'm, it's just I lose. You lose all credibility with me. Bad sports, television, Bad, acting, yes. whatever. This yeah. is not that complicated. I'm not asking you to go find NFL offensive linemen and have Patrick Mahomes run the offense. I don't need that. Can we buckle chin straps correctly? That's is, a problem. Is, yeah, like that's like just get one person on set who knows anything about football that would say like, hey, bro, you know how you have the the chin strap clips up by the temples and then the ones by the back of the ear basically yeah, but you never do the temple ones well sure but one of the kids in the show had just the side ones buckled and then the chin strap was just like dangling down oh and then the top one wasn't clipped and mm. that's the kind of stuff that i identify when i'm watching a show with the wife and i immediately just said i this is stupid what are we doing did How you like the show outside of the football i mean it was okay it was all right yeah, it, they they teed it up to be scary, and then I watched it, and I'm like, they they kitted it down. They very kitted, and it I down. get it. It's Disney Plus, <laughs> and you want your kids to be Ooh, spooky. Yeah, but I saw the bad guy, which is a dead kid, and I'm like, eh, yeah. not that scary. He just burns a little bit. Yeah, you know? he's oh, he's fireman. Oh, oh really scared. Oh, I'm so scared. He's shaking up my boots over here. <laughs> I just like I if you're put, if you're spending money to put together a TV show and you know that a football scene's going to be a part of it, but that's not an important just, part of the show. But it is for me. Damn it, it's real to me. Get one person that knows football on that set that says, "Hey, let's buckle the chin strap correctly," and then I'm not calling you an idiot and I'm taking it more seriously. It is the one small avenue for for people like us sports fans. That when we watch something, a sports scene happens, and we just, we can't get past the absurdity of I it. <laughs> I can't do it. I showed my, I don't know if I shared this on the air, but like uh, a couple years ago, I was, you know, we were Friday night at the house, and I'm like, hey, you know, let me pick a movie. And I'm always trying to pick movies and shows from my youth to show my kids to see if they like it or if it's just aged out. <laughs> and I picked The Three Ninjas. Yeah. 
the little kids who get kidnapped thing. Rocky, Tommy, and who's the third one? Uh, Colt. Colt, that's right. Yeah. Colt. And uh, in it, there's a scene at school where they're being bullied, and they go, let's take these clowns. <laughs> and they high-five each other, and they play two-on-two basketball, and they're in fourth grade in this movie. Fourth grade. And in it, they're dominating the bullies. They're just beating the crap out of them. They're getting bullied a little bit. They get knocked to the ground. Colt, be careful. <laughs> Don't fight now. Grandpa said, don't unleash these skills. <laughs> and in the game, dirt fourth grade, fourth grade kids, do you remember how they win the two-on-two basketball I, game? I have not seen that movie in 20 years. Rocky jumps from the free throw line and dunks it. <laughs> yes! In fourth grade. Hey, he's got hops, dude. And I was so blitzed when I watched this movie with my kids. I stood up and I went, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm turning this off now. We can't watch anymore. My daughter's like, what happened? They won. I, I go, he dunked. What grade are you in? Can you dunk? No. Fourth graders can't dunk. Fourth graders can't touch the net, let alone dunk. Get yeah, out of here. You have a four-inch vertical. What is he, right? Vince Carter? Get out of here. <laughs> He's playing in the NBA now. You didn't Some know that? Bourbon white kid. He's not dunking the basketball. Fun fact, that kid turned into Cooper, uh, Cooper Flagg. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? He's going to be the number one overall pick. He's still the youngest person of all time. The movie was That's made right. in the early 90s. He's a slow, he's a slow builder, slow <laughs> developer. So you can't get past sports that are really done poorly do in movies or television. I can't do it. What, what is... What is uh, What's the most famous movie that you despise the sports in? Oh, God. But is popular. Like, do you think they did a really piss-poor job? That's a really good question. Yeah. It would have to be a sports movie, I feel like. Because how many random movies have, a like, a serious sports scene in them? I'll give you a sneaky one that nobody remembers. Juana Man's pretty atrocious. I have not seen Juana Man in a while. <laughs> It's pretty awful basketball in the movie itself. <laughs> I mean, it just is. I'm gonna uh, try and Google it because there are some like this is I I get I people give me a hard time for loving Rudy and rightfully so I totally get it. One of the reasons I love Rudy though is because the football scenes are like legit. Like they found outside of Vince Vaughn throwing a pass at the end but, of the game. But, but there's really I I I don't know if I'm gonna blow your mind with this. There's really not that much of it. No, there really isn't. But the practice scenes in the game the scenes, like scenes, it feels yeah. like you're actually right. in a practice and there's an actual game going on. When he's getting knocked by big guys yes, holding the pads exactly. in a practice, that feels real. I'm like, oh man, that's the hellscape of so many kids. So I googled the worst sports scenes from non-sports movies. Yeah, uh, let's see what we got here showing up. Catwoman. Ooh, the Catwoman basketball scene do you not remember that catwoman yeah google the catwoman basketball scene Halle berry catwoman that will blow your mind i don't think i actually i trust tree i don't think i ever watched it i think it's the cat or the Halle berry one i believe it is love me some Halle berry she never came <laughs> off as catwoman enough for me no she she's not, not catwoman material for me evidently in twilight the vampires play yes. baseball wow <laughs> Yeah, that was how I kind of felt about Halle Berry's Catwoman. That, the Twilight baseball scene. The Twilight baseball scene, it's not bad because it's not a very long scene. And also, they're supposed to be superhuman vampires. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they hit the ball far. They catch the ball very far away. They always catch it, always make the play. They run around the bases super yeah. quick. Like, it's not... I, I'm going to disagree with that one. Uh, we have Starship Troopers showing up, which I, I'll push back on. I the actually, futuristic football. I just watched Starship Troopers the other day because it's on Netflix again, and I was flipping around the other night, and I was like, there's nothing to watch, and so I watched it, and just a fantastic movie, first off. Scared the hell out of me as a kid. Of course, there's a big brain that's going to come suck your brain out. Like, that's a terrifying thought, but it's futuristic football. 
Like that's not they're they're going future. Like you can't compute yeah. that with modern football. Yeah, th- those movies always. I uh, I was always bothered and disturbed <laughs> by those kinds of movies. Your three ninjas is on here. Yeah, dude. The schoolyard bullies meet their match on the asphalt. It <laughs> is the worst. I I put it up there with the gif of the guy who throws the football and he looks like he's never thrown the football on Twitter. Right. I I think it's one of the worst sports scenes ever thought of and created. Yes. Yeah, ever. So they put wedding crashers on here with the football scene. I actually thought that was a funny scene. It's with, flat. Yeah, it's Bradley Cooper running through people. And, this is a bad list. That is kind of a bad it's list. It's a bad list. The one, if you go back and, and, and search on YouTube for the Catwoman basketball scene, it'll blow your mind how bad it is. But you're not, we, we, you need to give me a sports movie who doesn't do the sports right. Costner was always good at this. When Costner he, was great. Like John C. Riley, I don't know how many people know this. John C. Riley is Costner's uh, catcher in yeah. For Love of the Game. Yeah, he he is actually awful at sports, and he talks. He's talked about this before. How they had to shoot it and make it look like he knew what he was doing because he's the catcher. Yeah, he is. But he doesn't play sports at all, so they had to make sure they shot it certain ways so he doesn't look. Too unrealistic. There's a there's, there's a lot of aspects of major league that are not very good. Like if you go back and watch some of the swings and the batting stances. Sure. But you know who makes up for it is uh, Charlie Sheen, who like legitimately studied and had a windup that looked like a legitimate windup. I think he's a sports fan though. Too. Yeah, I mean, like, that helps. That covered up some of the tracks of like, what are we doing here? And mm-hmm. some of the batting stances and swings, you're like, oh god. Roger Dorn trying to field the ground ball. Old you're like Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris. <laughs> all that at Joe Boo's rum. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some bad ones in that. I I'm, I might have to noodle on this. It's hard to come up with one on the fly. Sports movies that are not good at portraying sports. Yes. That's um, like Mike, <laughs> little Bow Wow. I mean, you kind of have to go to that territory, don't you? If you go into that territory, yeah, there's a lot of them that you can find for sure. How did you feel about Space Jam and the NBA players feeling like like when their powers get stolen? Do you think they acted really well as if their powers really were stolen? I never watched Space Jam. What? No. Six-year-old me thought they acted really well. You were six? I mean, when did that movie come out? I thought it was like 1995. I was was six in 1996. I was born in 1989. You never saw Space Jam? No. Is there a reason? I don't do cartoons. 1996, the first one. <laughs> You're such a douchebag. <laughs> you don't even know it sometimes. <laughs> I don't do cartoons. I don't do cartoons. <laughs> Get out of here with this nonsense. I could just erase this. <laughs> okay. None of this is real, all right? <laughs> None of this is real. Ridiculous. All right, well, we got a good show. We'll look at the list through the break. Uh, we have a busy one. We have two guests today. We've got uh, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider at 7 a.m., bright and early. And then 8 a.m., Ken Barkley's going to join us. Got our Pac-12 picks against the spread to get to. NFL zig or zag with dirt week two. Mm. Uh, did you like zigging or zagging? I did. I think I was wrong on some of them, but I'm going to keep rolling anyways. Okay, I'd like to, if you can remember the ones you think you're wrong on, I'd love to hear it because it's an opinion-based thing. Uh, I got five more good ones that I'm pretty stoked for. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So we'll get Love to that it. coming up. Uh, and thank you for being with us on YouTube, the Odyssey app, HD2, and, of course, the traditional, the standard, 1080 AM. Let's get it going on a Thursday. Dirt and Sprague, good to be here on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on the 1080 The Fan YouTube page, the Odyssey app. Good morning. Found some good ones in the break. I looked at a list. Mr. 3000 shows up a lot with Bernie Mac. I I actually loved the movie, Mr. 3000, the premise of it of like, yo, you actually didn't get one hit. It didn't count, and he has to come back. That is a great one, but it doesn't uh, ruin the movie for me. I actually think the comedic value of them not looking good playing baseball makes the movie. Uh, uh, The fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Snipes. (laughs) That's a good one. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember watching that thinking, this is what we're doing for baseball scenes? This is horrible. I identify with Robert De Niro's character every Sunday when I watch the NFL, and I'm like, why are you costing me? I'm going to kidnap you. I'm going to find your family. (laughs) Uh, The Babe with John Goodman. Yeah, that's a good one. The Babe Ruth portrayal. That's yep. I've I've watched that movie a few times. It's one of those like off season on the MLB Network movies, and you watch it. And you, oh t- yeah! Every time I see it, I'm like, oh god, this is bad. <laughs> this, I love me some John Goodman though. I always I'm, watch something with John Goodman. Who doesn't, man? So we had uh, a couple others. A lot of Air Buds were texted in. Uh, people ones are saying the the hockey scenes in Mighty Ducks are brutal, but the movies were awesome. So that's what we got so far. I have revisionist history. I don't recall the hockey scenes in Mighty Ducks being awful, but I also would respond and say, I mean, they are supposed to be like ten to 11-year-old kids playing hockey. Do they look better than those kids did in real life? I've never seen youth hockey. Somebody, uh, yeah, that's... Like real youth youth hockey. Right. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. That one was not great. And I, somebody did an article recently that had uh, Charlie Conway, who was actually an overrated hockey player. And like went <laughs> back was. and watched all the movies and I'm like, he didn't really even do that much. He was, was never their best player. No, I was Charlie Conway no. such a big deal? It was the kid that they stole from the evil team, the Hawks, Adam. Yeah, he, he was the good one. That kid was a stud. The Bash Brothers, <laughs> uh, the Mendoza kid who couldn't stop, the Knuckle Puck. It's Knuckle Puck time. Knuckle Puck. Yeah. Charlie Conway was like the seventh best hockey player on the Ducks. What an underrated career Keenan Thompson has had. A lot of good childhood movies, part yes. of a good TV show, and, uh, and then parlays it into a career on Saturday Night Live. I'm a little torn on Keenan Thompson because mm. Keenan Thompson is in a lot of things I loved as a kid. He's in the Mighty Ducks 2 movie. He's in Heavyweights. He, Killer Burger. Killer yeah, or not, uh, Good uh, Burger. Good Burger, thank you. Which they're doing a sequel of. But I... I I don't really find him to be personally all that funny. Interesting. Okay. He has moments for sure, but he's not, he doesn't make me laugh a whole lot. I feel like he's better on SNL than he was in childhood movies. If that makes sense. Like he's, I find him funnier now as different characters on SNL. Wasn't he the longest? I think he's the longest running SNL did cast he surpassed member. Tim Meadows? I think he did. He's I think been that, on that was show a, forever. Yeah, he's like off now, but they always say that, and then they're back for five. He was on episodes. this. Did you not see him on this weekend? He did a Coach Prime thing. He was Coach. I, Prime. I, I watched. Yeah, yeah, I think he was wearing the same sweatshirt I'm wearing. <laughs> I, I did watch was. that bit on the. Uh, I love the news uh, desk with Che yeah. and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Colin Jost. Colin yeah, Jost. Jost and Che are they're 
I'm a little dating myself here because I didn't catch the 70s version of SNL like you did, Swag. But I love Che and Jost. I, I think they oh, are in the uh, running. Chevy and Jane Curtin. Yeah, people always... still, for me, it's Dennis Miller, and there's nobody really? else that ever comes close. Norm MacDonald not in that for you? He was different, Okay, uh, and he had to be different, and that was good to follow Dennis Miller, because if anybody tried to do it the way Dennis did, forget it. But he, was, he, he will always be the best, the gold standard. Does the... Uh... Did the politics and belief of certain systems play factors in who you like and don't like and make life hard? No, because funny is funny. And yeah. it's hard to be funny. Okay. Because I know I'm not funny. <laughs> you're funny looking. I think you're funny. My teacher used to say that to me. I'm funny. You're funny looking. <laughs> you're my teacher. I don't think you're supposed to say that to me. You're unintentionally funny. Yeah, you super Like, you are. don't mean to be funny exactly. sometimes, and then you have like, a line about, I don't do cartoons, yeah. and I start laughing, because I'm like, that's that's Weigard. It's, yeah, you said that, and I don't even know if you thought that was funny, but you just like, I don't do cartoons. Like, okay, Michael Jordan in it, but all right. Do you not let your kids watch cartoons when he was growing up? No, he did. He I did, just, yeah. I didn't. Prefer them. I I grew up on game shows rather than cartoons. God, you're a weird duck. Uh, let's uh, before we get back to old picks against the spread and Baldy uh, at seven a.m. Yeah, let's do a little local taste here. It yeah. is. Uh, I told Swag this before he got in. It's Thursday. Yes, it is. We haven't talked a lick of Washington State, Oregon, and it's Thursday. Yeah, and I get it. I I'm I'm not trying to comp the games here, but it's just funny to think last week. We talked about that one game for two weeks. Washington State, who is coming in limping, and it's Thursday. And I honestly went through my show sheet, and I'm like, I guess I'll bring this up on Thursday. <laughs> There's no juice for this game. There's none whatsoever. You cannot lose at home 44-6. to And then Oregon, who clearly looks like one of the top teams in this conference without a doubt, going home, coming off of a, oh, FU vibe. There's no juice for this game. It's yeah. Thursday, and here I am. I'm just throwing it on the show sheet to you. Where are you at on this? Because once upon a time, this was kind of a scary trap game for the Ducks. Sure. And it doesn't have that feel right now. I mean, even last year, they were lucky to win in Pullman. It's been a little bit different when it's been in Otzen over the years. Cougar fan likes to remind me that they won four straight once upon a time, and I like to politely point out that three of those four games were against backup quarterbacks. So ah, Excuse-making. Here it, we are. That's what we do around here. Okay, when we lose, there's always something you can point to, and you're <laughs> damn right I'm going to find that excuse that I'm going to point to. I actually went back. It's funny you say that. I went back and watched the Wazoo-Arizona game yesterday. Because I had nothing going on yesterday afternoon. What is wrong with you? That I'm game a, sucked. I didn't see it on this weekend. And I want to know, how do you lose to Arizona 44-6 to at home? Like, how does that happen? Because I was shocked by that final score. I took him to cover the spread. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but to lose like that at home... I, there was there were moments in that game. It's one of those where it's just like a quicksand game when you go back and watch it, where they had they they went down the field and scored a touchdown on their opening drive. Washington State did went for two, didn't get it. And you're yeah. like, oh god, now it's only six. They did a really good job of holding Arizona early on to field goals in the red zone. They kept getting stops, and so you were kind of within reaching distance for a while. But what happened was on their second drive of the game, they try to go for it on fourth down in their own territory. On a fourth and one, after getting a couple of first downs, Arizona stuffs them. You hand them a short field. And then the very next drive, you're now down, what, 10 to 6 or whatever it was. They called a trick play where their backup quarterback on a reverse just chucked the ball in a triple coverage. And I'm like, you're getting a little too cute here. And so I, I think the final score was a little misleading for how wide the gap was. I think it's one of those where it's just as the game goes on, Washington State quits because they realize the score is getting wider. It's a ball of yarn. Right? It, it Arizona unravels. feels great, yeah. and they're they're playing with confidence, and they're just running the ball downhill. 
I, I am genuinely excited for this game, though, not for anything that has to do with Washington State, just for what has to do with Oregon. Like, there's been reports out of Eugene this week. Landing has talked about it, and I'm sure he will again today with Isaac and Souk, that they've had one of their best weeks of practice all year. I'm working with a theory, and this is the most Homer thing I maybe have ever said on this show, that maybe in the long term losing that game could be a positive for you. That sometimes during the course of a long season, you have to have a bit of a reset and a refocus. And when you win every week, it's hard to kind of jolt you to attention and to pay uh, attention to the little details that you need to. And it sounds like from practice this week, Oregon has done that. They ran faster on Monday than they have in any other practice this week. Tuesday, Lanning said they were too fired up. They had to dial it down and like toss guys out of practice. They were going at each other so hard. Hmm. And then he felt like yesterday was a better, more even keel practice. So I'm excited for it just from the angle of does Oregon come out and open up the can of whoop ass that they can and I probably should on Washington State? Or do you get the hangover effect where it was just an, you know, a, an excited week of practice, but then come game time you're just playing a little flat and you're making mistakes because your head's not in it. You're still thinking about the Washington game. Yeah, but uh, well, I, I'll, I'll touch on the Washington State part of what you said first. Uh, the thing about Washington State is it might not have quite been as big a gap as the score indicates. But that was still the final score, it was. and that was a home game. And now they're going on, let's see. So they lost to UCLA two weeks ago. So, yep. I mean, since beating Oregon State, I mean, they just have not looked good no. in any way. No. And I, I kind of think the matchup favors Oregon in a big way here with the style of football that they play, with the we don't even care about trying to run the football. It seems pretty easy to game plan against that program right now. And mm-hmm. I know you could well, Oregon State didn't. Well, yeah, you're right. That Washington State got them. But I don't know. The last two weeks, what Arizona did and what uh, UCLA did defensively, I think there's just, here it is. Here's the plan. And now Cam Ward is making dicey throws and risking it and turning the football over. I'm putting a poll question up absolutely about what you just said. Because I feel like you'd chuckle if I would have said the same thing after Washington State. Oh, I for sure would have. And I kind of see your point, though. I I see what point you're making, but I have to do a homer, no homer, (laughs) dirt saying the best thing that can maybe happen sometimes is you lose. And in this, you know, landscape of college football where one loss is like, oh, it's over. I don't know if people would agree with it, but I see what your overall point of it is. I just, I, I hate that we don't have any juice for this game. And I hope Washington State... You don't hope this, but I hope that they make this somewhat of a game. Yeah, I definitely don't hope that. Be- yeah, I know. <laughs> because I I just don't like not caring about games. Sure. Like Oregon State has Stanford in a couple weeks. I couldn't care less. If Stanford's on the schedule for the week, I'm looking at that as almost a buy. And I know, they just beat Colorado. They're not fun to watch. They're not. I'm sorry. That kid's not going to catch 13 catches for 300 yards every week. No. I just when you get those games, they're they're a big bummer. It almost feels like, as we've mentioned, a bye week in a, in a certain regard. Yeah, I don't like even. I I know the last two weeks would indicate that. I think it's a little unfair to Wazoo to do that, unless this is the way the rest of their season goes. Because I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. They beat Oregon State and have not looked good since then. I think the team is somewhere in between that. They're not forty four. They're not thirty eight points worse than Arizona. They're no, just not. No, they had a bad day. Arizona had a good day. You caught them, and that's that's what happens from time to time in football. Um, I think the truth is somewhere in between that. What does make Washington State complicated, and it always will, with this current iteration of their team, 
is that so much of what they do is things that you cannot game plan for, offensively at least. Like, like Cam Ward has the ability to just go off script the entire game. Yeah, who just said it? The Duck defensive lineman just said this. He goes, I hate playing this quarterback. Yeah, because he just, like, you game plan and, like, all right, here's your route tree. That's great. Well, here comes Cam Ward scrambling around for 30 seconds. That's what he did last year. Good luck covering it because he can't cover for that long. And if you can't get him on the ground or you can't hem him into the pocket, he's going to find a way to make plays down the field. So that's the the difficult nature of playing Washington State. Their defense doesn't scare me a lot. Oregon should be able to run the ball at will against them. It's a good test for the defensive line to see if you can bottle him up because last year he ate you alive and had a really good game against you. Yeah. And you were lucky to win it. So I, I am excited for it again, but it's mainly from the Oregon angle of how do they come out and respond? What do they look like? And is my theory right? Because if they come out flat and this is a tight game and you're looking at halftime and you're like, why is it 17 to 14? Like, eh, that's, that's a 20 point spread, man. You're a three touchdown favorite in Vegas. If they come out and look the way that it sounds like they've practiced all week, then maybe my theory will have a little bit of merit. I, I do think a big game like last weekend, they may not know that today, and we'll see how they respond. I just naturally assume, I, I put this for Washington too. There's a little bit of a, a oh, come down 100%. from what that was. It was a two week buildup to that game, national TV, game day on campus. Yeah. It's it's a big change. Look at the Oregon Stanford game, man. The week right. after Colorado, they were down six nothing at the end of the first quarter and didn't have a first down because of what you note with last year's game and remembering how exciting that was and how Washington State it felt like they were going to win. And then here's Mace Funa, yeah, pick six. Maybe I am poo pooing the game a little bit, but it just because of the back to back losses by Wazoo, the juice of this has been, uh, yeah. I think, tampered down a little bit. For sure. Uh, all right, let's get to Pac-12 picks against the spread. We do it next. R.I.P. to Polly from Rocky. Passed away, 83 years old. Speaking of bad sports scenes in movies, there was some pretty bad boxing. I mean, some not all of them, but some of the Rocky scenes were not great. Oh, I've seen, I've seen like, a lot of the Rocky good. ones. They're pretty awful. <laughs> they're not good. Uh, people were texting in. Air Bud came in a lot on the YouTube you, chat. You can't. I mean, I it's a dog shooting a basketball. The premise of itself is... It lends itself to ridiculous. Somebody said uh, unnecessary roughness scenes were not good. I remember that show the on defense, USA. Yeah, the defensive guys in <laughs> slow motion. Yeah. About one minute to tackle the quarterback. That yeah. Was, that was pretty the good. The movie or the show? The movie with Kathy Ireland as the place kicker? Oh, maybe I haven't seen that. I, I remember the show. Kathy Scott, Ireland as a place kicker? Scott Bakula was the quarterback? <laughs> so I'm you'll assuming watch that's what they're talking the about. The movie, yeah. yeah. Well, we need to get back to old picks against the spread because I also want NFL zigzag. I want this to be right. <laughs> but I just want to note for the record, you don't do cartoons, but Kathy Ireland as a place kicker, you're all in. Who wouldn't be? Okay. All right. <laughs> what was the Tony Danza one? The garbage picking, field goal kicking? <laughs> what was that one? Mule? Was that a mule? <laughs> no, no I, that wasn't the mule. Uh, I actually think it was the same story as the Vince Papali, wasn't it? Well, I mean, a little bit different, but But he's, kind of the same yeah. thing, right? Vince Papali was a real person. I know, but wasn't it kind of the same <laughs> idea? Like, I'm a working man, and yeah. I'm a football player. They saw him kicking, like, the trash into the back of the tr- tr- uh, garbage truck, and they were like, hey, sign this guy up. He could be an NFL kicker. But uh, Tony Danza is, like, the opposite of Kevin Costner with sports movies, because Angels in the Outfield ain't great <laughs> so either. So bad. It ain't great either. So bad. Uh, let's get to our Pac-12 picks against the spread. Very, very quickly, just give us a record, Dirt. How did we do last week? 
week? Uh, I went four one and one. You Sprague went three two and one. Right. Swag, you went two three and one. We all pushed on Oregon Washington. Yeah. At the time we picked it, it was three. Okay. Uh, I missed on UCLA. I took them to cover against the Beavs. Did not happen. I hit on everybody else. Yep. You guys both took Colorado. Oopsies. Swag, you took Cal. That didn't hit. Uh, Sprague, you took Utah. Uh, You both took Washington State to cover against Arizona. Yep. Uh, And then you both got Notre Dame and Oregon State. Okay. So season standings, I'm 29-16-1. Sprague, you were 26-19-1. Swag is 25-20-1. All right, let's start. UCLA down at the farm. They are 17-point favorites. This is a 7-30 Pac-12 after dark game on ESPN. This is a bring-your-own-juice game because nobody's going to be there. The crowd's going to be empty. And I think you've got got UCLA going on the road again, coming off an emotional loss. Stanford's feeling good. They're not going to win this game because UCLA's defense is too good. But I think they can hang around. You're giving me 17 at home. I'm going to take them. Give me Stanford plus 17. I think I'll go UCLA. I think they're a little fired up. They're going to be able to get a pass rush going that Colorado just doesn't have. I, I think the defense scores in this game, and I think it is a runaway late. I'll lay the 17. Yeah, let's not forget Colorado was up 29 nothing on yeah. this Stanford team. I think UCLA's defense, we saw it last weekend, really good. Uh, I don't think Moore will throw as many picks, and their run game's legit. And underrated part here where Dirt might be right, this is a big travel weekend for UCLA. To go all the way from Big Ten country to ACC country, (laughs) that's not easy on anybody. (laughs) No, it's not. But I'm going to take the Bruins minus the 17. That feels like kind of a push number, but I'll take the Bruins minus 17. Uh, How do the Huskies respond at home? Well, they get a team that beat them last year, actually, and ruined their Pac-12 title game chances. Arizona State in Seattle. Huskies, 26.5-point spread, 7.30 kick, FS1. Yeah, I'm going into this one looking like the back doors are wide open on this. Washington's going to win this game. They're not going to lose at home to Arizona State. Arizona State's not very good. But you're coming off the emotional high of winning such a big game. There's, There's undoubtedly, in my opinion, going to be a letdown the following week. By the way, what did Arizona State do last weekend? Exactly. They had a bye. They did nothing. So they're coming in fresh. They're ready to play. I like them to to backdoor this thing and lose by 24 points. Give me Arizona State. I'm going to lay the big wood here. I think UW, I think there will be a conscious one that gave the defense did give up 30 points and potentially almost 40. So I think they're going to be a little bit more focused. I think the, you know, the message will be from coaches the Ducks win doesn't mean anything if we go lay an egg here the following week. So I think there's going to be an extra attention to detail, and they will, they're trying to play for college football playoff style points now. I don't know where any of our drops are. Our drops are so unorganized, I can't hit anything. Where the hell is the Kevin Todd lay the big wood? Today I'm laying the big wood. Why do you know where it is and I don't? Because I built the pages. Uh, I don't know who Arizona's <laughs> quarterback uh, is going to be this week. I know they had a bye. I just this is a revenge spot too. I think this is actually kind of perfect for Washington to have a little motivation going into this game. Uh, they they ruined their season last year, and I think they'll remember that. I'll take Washington laying the big wood. Uh, Utah against USC, five o'clock kick on Fox. USC, a seven point favorite against the old Utes. I think the theory here is that if Utah finds themselves down by 14 points at any spot in this game, it's over. They don't have an offense that can get back into it. Maybe they can run the ball consistently against USC, but their quarterback play is just not very good right now, and Cam Rising's not going to play again this weekend. There's a lot of whispering that at this point, 
they're holding him out for the Oregon game. There's a lot of whispering sure. about that. I've also seen whispers they're holding him out for next year, and he's going to get a medical red shirt and try and come back and play college football next year. Because if you lose this weekend, It'd be thirty. What? I mean, he's I yeah, he's been around for a while. Uh, but that just I don't know. Look, I don't know how to feel about Utah right now. I think their offense is horrible, but that just seems like too many points. USC seems lost. I think USC's going to win this game, but you're giving me seven. I'm going to take yeah. the seven. Give me Utah. I'm going to lay the seven. USC knows that they're still undefeated in Pac-12 play, so they still control their own destiny. Sneaky good point there, Swigard. To getting to the the conference title game, uh, Utah just can't generate offense without Cam rising. So, as you said, uh, and the one thing the USC defense has been able to do is get turnovers. Uh, so if they can get an interception or two, short field, get up those two scores, Utah can't do anything. Uh, I am going to go Utah plus a seven. I, I just I don't trust USC anything past the three, and uh, I don't know what Utah's offense is going to be, but I know their defense is good, and I know USC's defense sucks. So I'll take uh, Utah plus a seven. Final one, the no juice juice. Is there juice? Maybe there's no juice. Washington State. At Autzen, 12-30 kick, ABC, Oregon, 20-point favorites. Yeah, this one, if this game was in Pullman, it would terrify me because Oregon has a hard time winning in Pullman and you're coming off an emotional game. I think being back at home is going to give you a boost. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a slow start out of the gate, but I think Oregon's ability to run the football and Washington State's one-dimensional offense that you're going to be down and then have to have Cam, uh, uh, Cam Ward face that pass rush in the second half. I think Oregon pulls away late. Uh, and wins it by, let's say, 21, ekes out a cover. I'll take the Ducks. Yeah, th- this is weird. This has backdoor cover written all over it uh, with Cam Ward. As they mentioned, just they get behind big third quarter. They're down 28-30 or something, and he just starts slinging it all over the field, making stuff up. Uh, I think Oregon will be fired. I think they'll actually come out of the blocks. They're going to run it down their throat and force them to – you know, put eight, nine guys in the box and then try to get Franklin one-on-one. But I think I think I'm going to take those points. If it gets to 21, I'd definitely take it. But at 20 and a half, which is the last number I saw, uh, I think I'll take those and, and look for a backdoor cover. Uh, I like that. I think the backdoor cover is definitely there for Washington State. This could prove to be a pretty bad weekend for me. I, I'm just going off gut feel on most of this. Oregon was really good last year, by the way. They didn't uh, cover that spread at Pullman. Mm -hmm. Really good at home covering the spread. Remember, Washington State ended up scoring a garbage touchdown. So Oregon had the pick six, and then Washington State hit the touchdown at the end to cover the spread. But they're largely really good at home here. Mm -hmm. This is like their bread and butter. I'm going to take them. Uh, Close first half. I think they separate themselves. I, I kind of see the swag point, though. There's a real backdoor cover here. These are big spreads, man. This one in the Washington you're game, right. you're coming off a big emotional game. There's backdoors written all over them. You're right. Washington State plus 20. Right. That's a huge number. Think about that. And I could just see Cam Ward never giving up in that game. You sure about that? Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> sure about any of it. Uh, I mean, they benched him at the end of the game last are week. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, swag, well. swag says he could see him being down 30, and he throws him back into the game to cover. They bet When they were down 30, they took him out of the game yeah, last they, week. Yeah, they were done with it. They put the backup in. Uh, all right. There we go. Pac-12 picks against the spread. We do it every Thursday at 630. A segment we did last Wednesday, but I thought it was Thursday, so we'll do it down on Thursday. NFL Zig or Zag next on The Fan. All right, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider at the top of the hour. A little bit of breaking news out of the NBA. We don't know why, but Terry Stotts has just stepped down as an assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks. Reunited with his favorite, Pat Connaughton, and he didn't want to stick around for the season. So 
Uh, we don't know why. Could be a health reason. I, I don't know. It seems very unlike Terry Stotts to do that. Something has to be going on. I hope everything's okay. We love Terry Stotts on this show. We do. Uh, I thought this is a good point. Uh, somebody, I put a poll question up. You said it could end up being a good thing that Oregon loses, <laughs> Homer or no Homer. And somebody responded, under Cristobal, that would be a death sentence moving forward. I don't mm. feel that way about Lanning. Mm. See a lot of that sentiment shared, and so uh be interesting to see how their season finishes. But Dirt saying that earlier, poll questions up at Dirt and Sprague. Let's get to NFL Zig or Zag. Now, people were confused about the zigging and the zagging last week. It's what's kinda... good and what's bad? You have to you have to let the folks know. That's the point of the game. <laughs> you have to guess. If you want to zig, but you zag, I I don't know. You have to determine. <laughs> Let's start with a big game this weekend in Baltimore. Lions square off against the Ravens. This from SI.com this week. They have the Lions as the power-ranked number one. This is a quote. With Jared Goff leading the ship, Detroit has entered the convo with the Niners and Eagles as the teams that can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Zig or zag dirt. The Lions have entered the convo with the Niners and the Eagles. I'll zig on that. As the favorite, I'll zag. I don't think they deserve to be quite the favorite yet. That's a little ridiculous. Philly and San Francisco have not gone anywhere in the 49ers. Despite what happened this past weekend, look like a, a, a juggernaut at times. But I think Detroit is easily the third best team in the NFC. The rest of the NFC is wide open with a bunch of average crap. And so I think Detroit has a great chance, depending on matchup seeding, to potentially get to an NFC title game. And as we saw in the NFC title game last year, anything can happen. Quarterbacks can get hurt. You can win that game. So I absolutely zig that the Lions are a contender in the NFC. All right, we move on to Kansas City, where the Chiefs host Swag's Chargers this weekend. And right now, the Vegas favorite for the annual first coach to be fired is... Brandon Staley. Thank God. Zig or zag. If the Bolts lose this weekend, Staley's gone. I mean, I'll zag. That's an easy zag. Easy zag. Easy zag. Huh? No zig. We're dealing with the Chargers here, who are one of the worst-run organizations in the NFL. They have an owner whose head's sewn up his own ass. And so, no, that would be the right thing to do. Him and his stupid beard should be fired. They should have been fired last year when he blew a 30-point lead in the playoffs, and you should have gone out and got your young quarterback and offensive-minded head coach. But no, let's bring him back and have him grow a stupid beard, and now they suck again. And so I wish that he would get fired, but it won't happen this weekend. Swag, can you look up during the break if we can confirm Spanos' head has indeed sewn up his own ass? It's on his Wikipedia page. I'd love I to it. know if that's yeah. actually happening yeah. to him, that poor guy. It's a fact right there. Probably hard to breathe in there. That's why he moved his team to a city where nobody likes them. Sunday night, Sunday night football, uh, we got a monster game, 5-1 Dolphins, 5-1 Eagles. Jalen Hurts, seven touchdowns, seven picks. That's less touchdowns than C.J. Stroud, rookie, hmm. Sam Howell, year two, hmm. and Jordan Love and Justin Fields. Interesting. Zig or zag, Eagles fans should be concerned by their quarterback. Uh, I'm going to zag that for now. Long term, I'm zigging it, though. Uh, the reason, uh, this to me is not a surprise. We rushed to put him into that top three conversation after last season, his first elite year in the NFL. How many times have we seen this where guys pop, they have a dream season, everything around them is perfect, the numbers are unbelievable, and then they regress. This happens from time to time in the National Football League. 
I, I think he's the right quarterback for their system, and they still have enough talent around him that he doesn't have to be Houdini. They're still 5-1 and one on the season, and I'm not going to overreact to one bad game. But I, I am glad a little bit that we're pumping the brakes on him being a top two or three quarterback in the National Football League. You would not take him over Mahomes. You would not take him over Josh Allen. You would not take him over Joe Burrow. I wouldn't take him over Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't take him over Justin Herbert. He's in that next category to me of NFL quarterbacks. I think the numbers this year back it up. Big game for the Seattle Seahawks this weekend against the Cardinals coming off their loss. Uh, wide receiver DK Metcalf standing his ground after having 15-yard penalties multiple times this year, losing his temper. He told the media yesterday, quote, I'm not going to change the way I play. Dirt zig or zag, Metcalf has to change his in-game approach here. I will zig that. I Like, how many times do we have to have dumb penalties that hurt your team? I still don't know which one's which. But I know. That's what I love about The way this I game. answer the question, hopefully it lets the listener know which way I feel about it. Like, stop being an idiot, man. You can play with an edge. You can play with passion. This dude has dumb personal foul penalties. It seems like every single week those hurt your team. That's all that they do. He also has dirty hits from time to time. Like, maybe be more focused on working with your quarterback and having more than 22 catches through five games than getting personal fouls and playing with an edge every weekend. I'm going to do something first in zigzag history. I'm going to zig or zag something at you that I want you to answer at 715. Okay, a holdover zig or zag. So hold on to this and decide what you want to do at 715 because we got Baldy at 7. A report from ProFootballTalk.com says representatives from Caleb Williams' camp have been making it known to prospective agents that the USC quarterback covets a piece of whichever team he ultimately joins as a minority stakes owner. Dirt zig or zag, a team should actually be willing to do this for a rookie quarterback. You can hold that thought if you're going to zig or zag because we got to go to hour number two. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL insider. We dive into the National Football League with him next. Dirt and Sprague, hour two on YouTube, 1080 The Fan, and the Odyssey app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.